Hey y'all, welcome back to the Confessions of a Crappy Christian Podcast, a place where you and all of your crap are not just welcome, you're wanted. I'm your host, Blake Guichet, and every week I'm showing up with a new friend to talk about the things we're really great at, the ways Christ fills in the gaps on the things that we're not, and how he has been faithful to make his power perfect in our weaknesses. My hope is that you walk away feeling empowered and not alone in your struggles, and that people sharing their stories pushes you to share yours. All right, let's do this. Today's episode is with Kara Fabacher. Kara is a coach's wife, mom, professional counselor, and Enneagram 4. She loves walking with broken people on their road to healing and is passionate about showing people how to be more authentic with others, God, and with themselves. Today, we dive in on what authenticity even means, how to practice it in our relationships, and also how to set boundaries and know who gets to see the intimate parts of your life. thank you so much for coming on today. Um, I'm so excited. It's going to be so great. So to get us started, Kara and I actually are like real life friends, which is a rarity for the show. A lot of the time it's like authors or people that I've like met on Instagram, but we met in college. Yep. Like a really long time ago and kind of like circled back and reconnected. And she has this really incredible desire to kind of start and cultivate the conversation around authenticity, like real authenticity, authenticity in your relationship with God and with others. And so I'm super excited to kind of welcome you into this space because you know that we we love authenticity here. Yeah. So <laughs> to get us started, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of your your experience with authenticity and what's brought you into kind of wanting to step into that space. Okay, a little bit about myself. Um, I am a wife to Beeve, who is a high school teacher and coach. So he's not so busy in the school year. Um, I have three little girls, five and under. So that keeps me pretty busy. I also am a full-time licensed professional counselor. who And I work, so I work with clients all the time in, in their mental health issues. And um, I write about being real. And, um, you know, one of the reasons why I think authenticity is so important to me is, well, number one, I see how valuable it is in counseling. um, Because when people are really getting into nitty gritty real things, I really see healing happen in that space. But I feel like it's important to me because people in my life have shown me uh, what it looks like, you know, and really pulled it out in me um, over the years. And I feel like so much of my own growth and connection with people and in um, my own healing has come out of really authentic moments and conversations, yeah. not only with friends, mentors, but um, God, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so I think what I'm excited to do is something that I've seen you do on your platform, which is to start out kind of defining authenticity. Yeah. So it can kind of be a buzzword. 
Yes. You know, it's authentic. It's real. Everything yes. from like material items are yes. labeled as authentic down to like people. Oh my gosh, she's so authentic. Yes. But then I think you posted in your stories a while back, how do you define authentic or authenticity? And it really made me stop and think because it wasn't something that I had this instant definition for. I had to think it, I had yeah. to think about it. How do I define authenticity? And so in your journey, kind of talking through and, and, and walking in this, how have you kind of come to define authenticity? Yeah, I think you're right about it being a buzzword. I think it's lost its meaning along the way. Yeah. Yeah, I think people are just kind of saying, be true to yourself almost, which I think there's a piece of that that could be true. But I think it's so much more than that. Um, and asking that question, I got some crazy cool answers. And and I actually, I'm a dictionary freak, so I always look up words mm-hmm. and what they actually mean. But I didn't even look it up. I asked everybody, and then I looked it up. And it was so crazy how those things connected. But I feel like some of the main things, some of my favorite ways I think that I heard it defined, it really resonated. Some people said ripping off the mask, mm. um, taking off the facade, being true to yourself, being real, being being vulnerable, raw, unapologetic in truth. And one girl said, um, it's like, uh, and I wrote about this in one of my blogs, but she said it's like when you have carpet covering wood floors, original wood floors, and you strip away carpet and you see what's underneath, no Ooh. matter how crappy it looks underneath it's like this is what was real this is what was intended yes original yeah so when I think of authenticity I think of it really like that like you are you're stripping off the mask you're taking off the facade and you're going okay well this is how I feel or this is what I think uh this is who I am yeah, I think that's really what it is. And I think it's it, it has to be that way. You ha- if you're going to be authentic, you need to be that way across all your relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, with yourself, with God, with other people. Uh, you've got to be the same. Yeah. In those. So that's like basically what I think of as authenticity. Um, it's not just a, hey, be true to yourself or, mm-hmm. you know, eat organic or whatever it is. <laughs> right. It's got to be more than that, you know? I think there is a sense of consistency that is yeah. vital to authenticity. Yeah. That I, when you said that earlier, I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're one person with a, one group of people and you're one person online and you're another person in your relationship with God, how, mm-hmm. are you, how can you cultivate authenticity when yeah. it's yeah. all changing and, and mm-hmm. different? Yeah, true. Um, which we're going to get into talking about, like, being authentic with others and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But I think the, the next step is, okay, so I've defined authenticity. I've defined yeah. what it is to be authentic. Why is that important? Why is being authentic yeah. important? Because I will tell you, which I knew we were going to get into the Enneagram on this episode. I've been so good about not talking about it too much because sometimes <laughs> I go the whole episode talking just Enneagram. That's okay. But as an eight. Uh-huh vulnerability and being exposed is terrifying, which is why I do it a lot because you have mm-hmm. to like, I will yeah. either, I either have to do it a lot and put it into practice or I'm not going to do it at all. 
Yep. And so there is a part of me that hears the conversation of authentic and is like, why? 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 I can be, okay, like, being authentic yes. in my relationship with God, yes, absolutely. That is vital. I think that that's a non-negotiable. But I, I, and maybe it's just me. I doubt that it is. But there's a part of me that hears the conversation of authenticity and is like, no, thank you. Yep. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what? It's so crazy because I have another friend who's an eight who said that it is so hard for her too. Um, but I am a four. We'll talk about that, I guess, in a little bit. But yes. like authenticity is, comes pretty naturally to me, but not always. I think it can be a challenge for all the numbers. But I think when I am in a place that I really fear rejection or something. Mm. I struggle very much to be absolutely myself, right? Or whatever. But yeah, I think it's hard. I think it's hard for all numbers. Yeah, I just, absolutely. I think for me, like, it's just a natural thing. I just really value it. And if I feel like in a friendship or something, if someone's really not, I'm kind of just not into that, you know? Like, it's just as, but I'll tell you why. You said, well, why? Why is this any even important? I mean, that's a really good question because I feel like I know that at least in the generation before me, uh, things were um, kept, kept, um, you know, quiet. And pretty. Um, it was all dressed up. Yeah. And, and it was in the world before uh, social media and all of that. And so you couldn't really share publicly things, which, you know, it's fine. Um, that's cool if you don't want to do that even today. Right. But... I feel like even in that generation, things just weren't shared as openly with people. And so I feel like it's a new thing. I heard somebody say this, I don't know, maybe on a podcast I heard recently, but I feel like this generation is craving this. Um, we don't want this facade anymore. Like we don't, we don't want to mess with it. Like we just want, we just want this so bad, but I think it's important because, you know, Without authenticity, there is no connection. And without connection, there is no growth. And without growth, there's no healing. Mm. You know? And if we can't be open, and I think it's, I definitely think it starts with doing this with God and doing with this with ourselves before we can do this, of course, with others. Mm -hmm. But if we can't do this, if we can't re be real and vulnerable and truthful, and honest, all those things, um, raw, showing who we are, at least to ourselves and to God, then, you know, the rest cannot follow that connection, that growth, that um, healing, you know. So I think that's to answer your question, why is it important? Well, yeah, I think that's why it's important. And I think and I will say this too. I think our culture, uh, romanticizes authenticity to be like, I want, I want to be known. I just want to be known. But I think it's got to be to be known, but also to know, mm. to be able to tell the truth, but also know the truth. Mm -hmm. um, it has to be both of those things. And I think that applies for sure in all areas, all relationships. It's not just a Hey, how can I share with you? But it's okay. Now let me listen. Yeah. Me. You know, I love that. I love thinking of authenticity as like a reciprocal. Yes. Element that yeah. 
because I, we are, we're, I think our generation, and it's a good thing. It's funny you said that. I saw a meme the other day that was, it was like uh, a 60 year old whispering, I heard she goes to therapy. And then it was like a generation Xer, yo, <laughs> let me tell you what my therapist said the oh. other day. <laughs> like, we're yes. like, we're just ripping off band aids and like ripping <laughs> off masks. And I love it. And it's so yes. good. And it's, yes. And I think that if you have honest conversations with, like, I've had some with women of older generations, and they will even say they are thankful that we are doing motherhood authentically, mental health authentically. They look back and wish that they had had that. Yes. But there is this, you know, as with any good thing, there are going to be catches, and it's... In our, our pursuit of authenticity, I do think that some of us have forgotten to kind of shut up like stop okay like the let's take a break on the authenticity and let somebody else talk because that off like if you're if you're heralding authenticity which is incredible yeah how are you actually creating a space for other people Mm -hmm. to do the same yeah it needs to be a relationship the goal is connection if the goal is to connect connect and to have that that intimacy with people or with God or whatever, you've got to be able to be quiet for a little bit after you, after you are honest or whatever, in whatever way, there's got to be that, Hey, somebody be honest back with me. You right. Know? Whether it's That's about okay. their stuff or they want yes. to speak into your stuff. Like you have yeah. to be yeah, open and receptive to that. And yeah. so, I mean, that kind of naturally moves us into talking about authenticity in your friendships. Yeah. Which is so hard. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's weird for so many reasons. I think the number one reason for me is we're so busy and we're so far apart from one another. I mean, if you're lucky and you have a really great, you know, community that's like in your neighborhood, then you're one of the lucky ones. You know, my people, we live on all four points of a very big city. You know, and mine are all over the country, right? Yours are yeah. definitely. Yeah. God, I yeah. forgot you had like that really tight group of people. Yeah, um, and they're everywhere. They're like all over the country, literally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my best friend lives in New Braunfels, which is uh-huh. hours and hours away. And then my, you know, local people. I mean, it takes us twenty to thirty minutes to get to one another. Yeah, and then it, texting feels inauthentic, and it feels yeah. surface level. And we talk about that often. We are terrible texting friends, and we yeah. we have like we're like okay, like we're really bad texting friends, and we just know that we do way better in person. But yeah. we, you know, so okay, we're cra- our generation is craving and chasing authenticity. But then we're one of the the newer generations that lives. We live so far from everybody. You know, yeah. before women were raising their kids. All on Main Street, you know? And so (laughs) what are, like, what are some ways that we can be practically cultivating authenticity in our friendships in Mm, 2019? Yeah, Yeah, first of all, uh, some friends of mine that live all over had um, invited me to get on Marco Polo. Oh, it's a good one. It is good. And And I tell you that because I feel like, I very much value seeing someone's face and, and, and hearing their voice. Um, and if I can't sit across from them at a table, uh, because we're, you know, I'm in Louisiana and you're in Colorado, 
Um, Marco Polo has been fun. So yes. that's a fun That's a app. good tip. Yes. Um, it is a good, like, for real. Like, Absolutely. Just, no. Yeah. I, like I mean, awesome. I realize it's an app, but it's. No. It's, it's like, so great. Yeah. Um, but that's one little, like, practical tip. But I really think, um, you know, and I'm not too great at this all the time, but I think you have to be intentional to, you know, to check in on people and to make space um, for uh, for this. I mean, you know, it's not always easy um, in my life either. Like um, I'm, I, I work full time and I have small kids and my husband's really busy. So hanging out with people is not often for me. Um, but I don't think you have to, you don't, it doesn't have to look a certain way. I mean, it doesn't have to be this cookie cutter. Hey, this is what it is for everybody because everybody's season of life and um, everybody's schedules and all that is different. I think we just have to keep the door open and be intentional mm-hmm. and, and not be afraid to ask hard questions and answer hard questions and that kind of thing. But just being intentional with people. And if you got to go get coffee before church really early on a Sunday morning and that's because that's all you got, then that's what you got. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? Letting them into your life and inviting them to your house and letting them see your mess and how loud your kids actually are. <laughs> or, you know, like that's authenticity too. You know, like I think it just, it has to it has to fit in your rhythms of life and what works for you. But honestly, though, practically, um, I've thought about this, like, how can we do this? And just in conversation with people, what does this look like? Not just conversation with people with God, too. And I, I, I thought about five different words. And yes, there is alliteration. Yes. So <laughs> I love alliteration. <laughs> so there's five of them. Okay, so the first one is awareness. So just to be aware, right? Be aware of who you are, uh, what makes you tick. Be aware of your thoughts and your feelings and your experiences, right? That's just step one. Why you feel the way that you do, um, that kind of thing. Just awareness. You just got to know that it's there, uh, whatever that is. Um, the second A (laughs) is acceptance. So acceptance is simply just like going, okay, this is what I think. And I'm not going to judge that this is what I think. I'm not going to judge that this is what I feel, uh, or whatever. This is just what it is. Acceptance. Yeah. The third A is acknowledge, acknowledgement. So like, I think that part is probably one of the hardest parts because we, that, that includes like sharing it. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to share it. And we'll talk about this in a little bit, probably when we talk about more with friendship, um, like how to, you know, with boundaries and stuff with authenticity, but it doesn't mean you have to share all of it with every person, but it does mean you need to share it with someone, even if someone is just simply God, you know, it's just you and God talking through it. Um, but just to acknowledge it, that's really risky because you never know how people are going to respond to what you say. You never know, right? Um, you never know if uh, that's going to bring any judgment on you or anything like that, right? But acknowledging is is really powerful. It's a really po- powerful part of it because it. I think that's the part that opens the door yeah. to, to let people in, mm-hmm. you know? And the fourth A is admittance. So like admitting admitting that um, your thoughts and your feelings may not be true, mm. you know, because yeah. they're not always true, right? 
um, admitting that this could be admitting that you're wrong or this could be the listening part and admitting that there is truth that is way beyond how you think or how you feel, right? There yeah. is truth. Um, I'll give an example of that in a second, but um, the fifth A, last A, admiration. I think this is a part that um, really helps cultivate that connected connect connection because it's like, okay, now that I'm admitting that there is truth that is beyond even my thoughts and my feelings or whatever, I'm gonna I'm gonna honor and show gratitude and praise and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell people what I see that's good in them or be grateful or whatever, right? Like when you look at a lot of the Psalms follow this, but Psalm 22, like um, David is saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Like he's already aware that he feels abandoned. He's gotten to this point, obviously, where he accepts that he feels abandoned. He acknowledges it to God um, very openly, you know, and then you start to see him move into like, he'll he'll, uh, he'll, he's, he'll say some piece of truth that he knows is counter to what he feels. Um, you have not forsaken me. You have not forsaken my, your people, right? You're not, he, he kind of goes into this. Okay. My thought was wrong. Like I told you what it was. I was truthful and honest, but my thought wasn't correct. And now I'm going to admit what is true. Yeah. Um, and then he moves into like, um, gratitude and praise of, uh, who God is. And so you see that, you see that, uh, that structure kind of as he's doing that. And I think it applies in our relationships for sure. Um, you know, telling somebody how we think and how we feel and, and hearing from them have some truth to feed into that. Um, that may not be in line with what we think or feel, you know, right. and, uh, and kind of just going through that process with people too. I think it's really powerful. I think it works. I've seen it, um, work a lot for sure in my own life, but yeah, I think that's, the, that's a really practical way to do it with people. I think. Yeah. That's and huge. God. I love that. Yeah. All right, y'all big announcement. The podcast is now sponsored by Lifeway. Yeah, like the Lifeway. Specifically, their CSB Study Bible, which, perfectly enough, is the Bible that I use. So, the CSB Study Bible exists to inspire you to grow in your understanding and love of God's Word. It also contains an award-winning array of study resources, including over 16,000 study notes, tools, and word studies. So if you ever want to understand the Greek, this is the Bible for you. It is now available in eight different cover options, including two new covers. So whether you are learning to prepare for future Bible studies or it's your daily readings, this Bible is the ideal resource for lifelong discipleship, and I personally can attest to that. You can learn more at csbbible.com, visit lifeway.com to order your copy, or visit the link in the show description. Well, and you you kind of mentioned this earlier, talking about boundaries. Yeah. Putting boundaries on kind of on authenticity, but... Yeah. 
but not it, it's a it's a yeah it's a it's an interesting yes. concept because so being someone who has a podcast and who has an Instagram platform right yeah and figuring out what what authenticity looks like in that and it, mm-hmm. and the struggle of am i being inauthentic if i'm in a really crappy place and i don't share that on my mm-hmm. instagram right and so yeah. i think that that translates smaller into you know people who aren't necessarily building a ministry or building a platform into okay i i met this girl at this bible study and we've made you know this connection but she's you know we just met she's not my people that have been my friends for six, seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. What does authenticity look like between the two? And yeah, That's one of the question. things that I've kind of started to like roll around in my head is on the bigger side of it is being being authentic with my platform in what I'm doing, not necessarily yes. always how I'm doing. Yeah. One of the things I've learned in the last year in friendship and everything is learning that to a degree there's a there's a privilege to a level of authenticity, right? Yes. That yes. that this these this awareness, acceptance, acknowledgement, admittance, admiration, that is so necessary and really is vital in your life. Yeah. But at the same time, we you don't have to be doing that with everybody. That's right. And, and you I shouldn't. think we we Again, in our pursuit of authenticity, we're we're mm-hmm. getting that mixed up. Those lines mm-hmm. are getting crossed, and we think we have to be authentic and real and vulnerable with yeah. everybody. Yeah, and we're burnt out. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting like burnt out on authenticity. Yes, because we're do we're not we're still we're overdoing it. That's right. Somebody um when I had asked when I had pulled um in an Insta story about like defining authenticity, somebody actually told me that they were like, you know, I think. I think there's a there's this problem of oversharing, um, whether it's online or whatever. I will say, um, watching your platform and seeing what you do, I think, think you do this really well. I really do. Uh, I appreciate your authenticity. I feel like it draws people to you. It makes people feel connected and understood and opens up conversations, right? Thank so, you. like... I do think you're doing that really well, but I think you make a a very important point. Like we cannot, I think, I think there's a way to be real on a, a very kind of surface level, but I also think there's a way to be real in a very deep level. Absolutely. And knowing level. when. Yes. And who. Yeah. That, yeah, you yeah. Know, so I have my people, I have my like six girls who mm-hmm. when the depression hits or when yeah. the panic attacks are rolling in, they are my people that I can shoot them a message and I know that they are praying yeah. for me. I know that if I need them to show up at my house, they will. Yeah. You know, and so I do feel like because I'm building a platform on authenticity, and I don't mean to like make this all about myself, but be- building a platform on authenticity, I do sometimes have to remind my platform, hey, just a reminder. Yeah. This isn't this isn't yeah. everything. You That's know, right. like this isn't all like there's a yeah. lot happening behind this. There's a lot of life happening outside yeah. of these squares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For everyone. For right. everyone, whether they're choosing right. to be super honest and, and real yeah. or it's super curated. Yes. 
there's a lot of life happening outside of that. And I think yeah. the same kind of we're like we're talking about trickles down to friendship. Like it's a and and I don't know why I'm 30 and I'm like just now learning this, but it's okay to have surface level friends. It is. It is okay. Yeah. You yeah. do not have to pull everyone into like the inner circle. Yeah, I tell this to this is something I talk to clients about all the time. Um, but I've thought about different analogies to help people understand this. And one thing that always comes to mind and it seems to make sense to people is like, okay, so you're driving and you see different houses with different fences, right? There are fences that are so tall. There are these privacy fences, um, that communicates that, nope, you are not allowed to come back here, right? Um, sorry, this is my space. You're not coming in it. And then you see like the opposite of that. You see maybe a no fence, right? Um, and, and maybe that communicates, oh, cool. Like you can walk across my yard. Like you can come knock on my back door. You don't have to come to the front. Um, it's a very open thing. There's no boundary there. Mm -hmm. Right. But so what I, I feel like is ideal. And then I'll think I've thought about this and, and, and I've gone further with this metaphor, but like what I think is ideal for us as we're considering, okay, well, who, who do we share with? What's okay? What's not okay? How deep do we go? How how surface level do we stay? You think about a picket fence, right? So a picket fence, it still marks the boundary line, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, that's my space. This is your space, right? But it doesn't block people completely out. It, uh, it it's, it's, sort of it's going, Hey, I'm still here. I'm still available, but not everybody is going to get to come inside this fence. So like you can have people on the outside of this fence, people almost like, that's right. Yeah. They can see in a little bit people like, you know, social media followers or, um, you know, some surface level friends, maybe that you don't know too well or whatever. These people can see in a little bit, you know, if they ask you how you're doing, you don't have to lie to them. You could just say, yeah, it's a, this is not a great day, Yeah. but you don't have to tell them that you're deep into depression if right. you don't want to. Right. Um, those are, those are people like, you don't want to shut them completely out. Some of them. Yeah. If they're super toxic or if they've hurt you very badly, then you can, you have that option. But like, you know, just keeping the gate up. Okay, no, you guys don't get to come on this side. You just stay over there, right? I'm still going to let you see me, but not fully. And then there's like, okay, well, who do the, who are these people that get to actually come in the, come in the gate, yeah. hang out in the yard? Yeah. I mean, I would say those are like more, not as surface level friends, but like people that you know and hang out with. They know you a little bit better. Maybe even like people like coworkers, stuff like that. Um, maybe family, some family members, um, things like that. And then you got to think about, okay, well, who am I going to let then even deeper than that? Who am in I going to let in the, in the house? Right. Those are closer friends. Like these are the people that get to really see into the mess um, and know you very deeply on, on a level that those people in the grass are, are not going to probably ever know you on, you know, and that's okay. I think there's got to be, we've got to allow ourselves to go, it is okay. We don't need to let this person in the house. It's and okay. it's healthy. And I yes, think so healthy. I, I fully believe that Jesus believed in boundaries. Oh, yeah. I mean, I he had the 12. Like, yes. 
But he also had, think about like he had the 12, but then he also had the three. Right. Peter, James, and John. Exactly. Like, like he had the crowds, he had the people he taught. Those people saw him and knew him a little bit. The disciples knew him better. The three, Peter, James, and John, knew him better. Right. And then he even had a solid, even closer-knit core, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Exactly. Who knew him perfectly, you know? Right. And so, yeah, I even think you go further with the metaphor. Okay, well, who gets to come into my bedroom? I'm saying, like, maybe one person gets to know me that deeply. Yeah. And God. And God, right? Yeah. Or, like, a counselor or something. Right. We don't need to let all those people into that deep of a space. Exactly. So I think it's okay to go, okay, but it, it's it's easy to look at that metaphor, but then you're thinking, okay, well, who who in my life kind of fits in those places? That's a good exercise just to, like, draw it out and write out some people that you're cool with. Um, I don't think we need to get our feelings hurt if people don't necessarily want us to come into the house and get that deep with them. Like, that's... That's them. Like, you got to respect that boundary for sure because they're setting it for a reason and vice versa. You yeah, know? absolutely. And it's it really is, I feel like, a struggle in female friendships right now, especially within the church, mm. that we feel obligated to be all things to everyone. Yes. And then we're burnt out. We're burnt out on friendship. We, we yeah. let the wrong people in and we get burned and we get betrayed. Yeah. And then that hugely like alters our our approach to friendship and so I think we have to Mm. I think we still have to be intentional in our authenticity yes and in our yeah exactly I think that that's such a great metaphor of like the fence in the yard and the home like that Sometimes maybe you do need to draw it out. Maybe you need to take a piece of paper and like draw a big square and then a smaller square and then a smaller square and be like, okay, like these are lines that Mm -hmm. are good. They're what's best for me. They're what's best for my family. They're what's best for my existing friendships, right? So, you know, if you are blessed to, like you and I are, have that core Mm -hmm. group that have been your people for years and years. Yeah. And you have you're super willy nilly with your authenticity boundaries that can threaten those friendships sure. as well, you know. And yeah. so I think there's just yeah. a lot, a lot to it. I think that, and I think that sometimes women feel like they need permission to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, well, this sure. is your permission. This is your permission to have boundaries within your friendships because it's what God intended. It's what Jesus practiced and showed us. Yeah. And I think it's just what's for the best. Right. And I think, and even, even when you think about to other relationships, like the, if you're married, you have to be really careful to those people who you're authentic with regarding that, because there is important. I mean, that's a whole nother thing, but it just made me think about that when you said it a second said something a second ago but it is good to have um boundaries around um our marriage and what we share what we don't share with other people um about our marriage um especially if any of that authenticity with others that's well meaning uh threatens our relationship for any reason you know or hurts our our spouse for any reason 
Um, so that's important too. So yeah, I think you do. It's not just this free for all. Hey, everybody knows me. Um, the goal is connection, connection and growth and healing, but we don't need that type of connection with everyone, you know, and that's okay. That is okay. You can be being real with everyone. That's right. Without that being your real true self and practicing authenticity. Yes. Without the like deep intimate Mm -hmm. authenticity being a willy nilly across the board kind of thing. Yeah. And I think those A's, like, I think they apply to surface level things too. Mm -hmm. I mean, if somebody asks me what I want to eat for dinner and I think about it and I become aware of what I want to eat for dinner and I'm honest and I acknowledge it, I think that's still being real, you know, like, um, or saying the things that we like or enjoy or like that, that's how you can kind of maintain those surface level uh, friendships, just be who you are. That's cool. But you don't have to tell them like, Hey, I just had a panic attack. If you don't want to, you know, like tell your people, you don't have to tell everyone. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Let that be the tagline. Tell your people. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And if, and I think, I do think honestly though, we have to be discerning because especially when like people who write and, uh, have a platform like a podcast or something like that, uh, social media platforms, uh, of any size, it doesn't matter, but if it's something that's important to you, yeah, there's going to be times where you're going to feel like God wants you to share with people and that's cool. Like share it, you know, that could really help other people feel connected and bring them to growth and healing, you know? Absolutely. So that's cool. But I just think we always have to think about it. Like, is this, is this really for me or is it for like, what is it for? You know, what's the motivation? Oh, the motivation behind authenticity, I think is, is huge. Big deal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we obviously could talk about this all night long, but we're going to wrap it up. Um, Yeah. So we're going to do the rapid fire questions for the end of the the interview. So we already know what your Enneagram type is. You're four. Do you have a wing? You know, <laughs> I don't know. I saw, um, I don't know. I follow a few people on Instagram that like do these graphics and always are like doing this. But somebody had posted the other day the four, the wings for four. And I um, talked with my friend about it the other day. And I said, I related to both of those wings. Um, yeah. So I don't you know. You have balanced wings. Yeah, that's, I feel like, I don't know if I've always been that way, but right now I see myself in both of those wings a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that, I don't know that people know that you can have balanced wings. One of my best friends is, I a, didn't. is a one with balanced nine and two wings. And I uh-huh. mean, it is the most balanced. Like she's got, so, or no, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one and a two and a nine. Like, I mean, you look at her. Yeah. Because for the longest time, we were like, are you a two or are you a nine? And then we finally looked at the core motivations of each type, which Uh Enneagram hack, if you cannot figure out what you are, that's the best way to do it is look at the motivations and fears. And she most resonated with the one. Uh And I was like, well, there it is. It's because you have super balanced wings. Or you could be like me. I'm an eight and I have no nine. Zero, zero zilch, no nine. (laughs) All Eight wing seven. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I do have both wings for yeah, sure. Balanced wings. Yeah. Yeah. What is something that can always pull you out of a funk? 
Ooh. Um, oh yeah. I forgot you were going to ask this one. Um, travel is big for me. Um, in a nice long novel. I like, but travel is good. I got to get out, man. Um, I get real stir crazy if I'm so for, (laughs) yeah, I get real stir crazy. I need to go like seek out beauty and get out, you know, so that definitely brings me out of a funk. You are like such a like deep, true four. It's so good. I love it. Let me tell you something. I read the road back to you a few months ago. And when I got to the four chapter, I literally bawled my eyes out for the whole time. And I was like, I am a four. <laughs> it's, it's this, it's it so not to like circle back to the Enneagram, but it's this really like existential experience to be that seen and understood Gosh, in a moment. Yes. It's like you feel exposed. Yeah. You're like, whoa, this person's in my head. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, that's how I know I'm like definitely true for But yes. yeah, all the, all, all the things, the travel and yes, the beauty. The beauty. Mm-hmm. I love yes. it. Uh, and the last one is what is the last thing you watched on TV? Um, well, I'm a Gilmore Girls freak, so I have watched it multiple times over the years. It's usually on in the background, so that's yeah. actually the last thing that was on in the background in I my house. Gilmore Girls. Again, it's, Gilmore Girls is such a four show. <laughs> I love it. I'm dying. It's so love great. It. I've been a diehard from day one. From, so. Did you watch the, like, the revival? Yeah, girl. Did you I like it? it. Um, I liked most of it. There were definitely parts of it that I was like, this is a little strange, but that's very true to Gilmore Girls anyway. Yeah. It's just a strange, weird yeah, crap. For sure. But uh, most of it I liked, yeah. 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 Well, to close this out, tell everybody where they can find and follow you, read your blog, all that kind of stuff. Cool. Um, I mean, my name is my blog, so Um, My name is spelled weird, so... Um, you'll have to see that when Blake, um, we'll link it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's my blog. Same thing on social media. Kara Fabacher is my handle. Um, I'm not on Twitter, but just mainly Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Those five A's. There's a, there's a, um, I had created a download for those. So if y'all needed to see those a little more, there yeah. is like, you could see it out on a document, but, um, Yeah. You can find me there. Well, and we'll link to that in your uh, show description okay. that, so that people can find it. Kara, uh, thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom with us to talk about authenticity. This was so great. Yeah, thank you for having me. Have a good one. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. And you can find the show notes and more information about the show at confessionsofacrappychristian.com. I'll see y'all next week.